All right, everybody, welcome back to episode 11 of Here for the Truth. Today, we have an incredibly special guest for you. I've been looking forward to this one. Um, we have Taylor Winterstein, aka Tay's Way. A little bio on Tay. Taylor is woman, wife, mother to two young sons, founder of the Australian Freedom Keepers chapter, integrative nutrition health coach, activist speaker, and all-round unstoppable force when it comes to protecting our freedom, sovereignty, and bodily autonomy. Tay pioneered Tay's Way in 2014, which originally started as a wellness blog as she began sharing her own holistic health journey, which then naturally evolved into the global Tay's Way movement. After her blog gained momentum when she became consistently vocal about why we should always have the freedom to choose what goes into our sacred bodies, especially our children's. And much more than that, Tay is a personal friend of mine, someone I would consider a sister. And on behalf of the Australian freedom community, we just want to thank you and honor you for how consistently outspoken you've been. You've inspired many. Um, your courage is, yeah, it's unfathomable. And you've really led the way. Um, and you've been doing this a long, 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 long time. Um, so thank you for that. And thank you for being here. Yeah, thank, thank you for, for having me. I'm so pumped. <laughs> Us. Yeah, so it's like that you're on here. Yeah, definitely. So why are you here for the truth? <sighs> Good question. Mm. Why am I here for the truth? Because I feel like right now is a time where people are seeking it more than ever. Like they've had enough. They've had enough of being pushed into a corner. They've had enough of being told they have to stay at home. They've had enough of telling, um, you know, being told that they can't work because they're not essential, you know, like yeah. I feel like right now people are seeking the truth and this is perfect for us, like people like you and I and all of us on this call because uh, we have, I'm assuming, <laughs> probably guessing, we've been on this journey for quite some time. We've yeah. known what's been happening for quite some time now. And for a long time, it, feel, it felt like, you know, we were kind of banging our head against the brick wall, kind of sharing this information, constantly being called conspiracy theorists, constantly being told we're crazy. And now it's like we actually can share information and people are paying attention because everything that was once a conspiracy theory is now all happening. We're actually living in this upside down world and so people are paying attention they're like oh my gosh what was that thing that you said remember like you you're speaking about this for years and now like what's happening like it's actually at my doorstep people are actually trying to make me take an injection that I don't want to take and so it's like okay cool people are really paying attention and so yeah I've been here for truth for a long time I'm still here for truth I will always be here for the truth especially because I am a mother I have two young children um, who are relying on me to stand in my power and and be a stand for change and something different and and not um, yeah not a world where these corrupt mofos want to bloody dictate and tell us what to do and what to take and how to live uh, it's time. Yeah, it's really time to stand up more than ever before. And I'm excited. I mean, I'm actually not scared. I'm actually excited because we have to reach boiling point. We have to get to a point where people are so fed up that now they're going to like take to the streets and actually like use their voice and be a stand for something different. Yeah, it's like we talk about so often on our podcast, like how pain is a great motivator for change. And so there is that boiling point that's happening where people are like, are you fucking kidding me? this is this is this is ridiculous and so um yeah i just i like seeing it and i'm on the same page as you you know being called a conspiracy theorist for years for speaking out on certain on issues especially at the beginning of last year being like you know they're gonna 
they're going to uh, institute vaccine passports. Oh, you're crazy. What are you talking about? This, that would never happen. You know, so uh, here we are, but we're gaining more and more people onto our side. And for that, I'm grateful for everyone that's done their part to speak truth against power and corruption. Yeah, the tides, the tides have definitely turned really quickly. And the good thing is that what we say is willing to be heard now. It is, it is falling on ears because people are curious now. Those that, I've said this for a long time, but those that I thought would never ever question these agendas, never question vaccines. You mean vaccines were the creme de la creme of health for so long. Um, and now, you know what I mean? It is, it is really crumbling apart. Um, Babylon to me is collapsing under the weight of its own fuckery and it's happening in real time. And we get to stand outside of that and watch that. And be able to be like, hey, you mean we're we're here waiting? You mean if, if you're gonna ask, if you're gonna know more, just you mean check in, and that's cool. Did you did you envision it turning in this way? Did you see it coming this hard, this fast at all? Uh, I knew it was coming yeah. for sure, because if you read into the agendas, you know what they're planning. But I didn't realize it would happen this quickly. That's kind of what took me by surprise. Yeah. I didn't think that it would literally be a matter of a year, a year and a half and everyone, what well, feels like, you know, over the last year, like a lot of people are complying, a lot of people are wearing masks, a lot of people are just, you know, kind of just doing as they're told. And um, at the start, I think it was definitely like that. But now, like I said, people have had enough now. Like people yeah. are realising, well, actually, there's no one in Australia who's died from coronavirus there's like i think maybe 11 people yeah corona exactly if you even believe it's a virus <laughs> but there's no one i mean there's a handful of people in icu and literally like half the country is in lockdown so it's like the only solution they want us to believe is wait for the vaccine or just lock down and stay at home but um i think that i think people really needed to get uncomfortable like i think people really needed to go through some hardships over the last year to realize they have to start like waking up and making big moves and actually living the life that they've, they truly desire. And that's actually one of the big motivating factors for us is the fact that this whole thing has blown up and now like, okay, sweet. Now we're really going to go buy the land. Now we're really going to go off grid. Like it's inspiring and motivating for us because we've spoken about it for so long and now now it's literally here. We're like, okay, cool. This is actually what we're going to do now. We're not just going to talk about it and, and, we're not just going to talk about it and, and say this is what we're going to do. We're actually going to take action and go and do it now. So, um, yeah, I think that this happening so quickly was a shock to all of us, but I feel like it's perfect the way that it's unfolded. And like I said, I'm not scared. I'm actually excited. Yeah. No, definitely. What, what um, yeah. no, I was saying, what got you started mm. on all this? Oh, what got me started? So I have grown up very mainstream. Uh, I had very pro-vax parents, very like believe what the doctors say parents. My upbringing was um, filled of processed junk. I mean, we did have a nice, like we had, I remember my dad taking us to the farmer's market and buying us fruit and veggies, but we very much lived off like two minute noodles. Um, we loved McDonald's. Like it was completely the opposite to how we live today and um, I suffered from a lot of health issues I suffered from skin issues gut issues uh, fatigue uh, my sister and I went through um, 
sort of uh, a little bit of a health crisis, I guess you could say at 18, we got diagnosed with a tumour on our pituitary gland. So we had to go through the medical route and go through chemo drugs and, and steroids and all these crazy things because they didn't know what to do with us. Um, so yeah, I guess basically when I started looking into this was just after of the year that I got married, actually, we moved to Japan not long after that. And because my husband was playing and training um, and it was away for quite some time and I couldn't work because I couldn't speak Japanese, I was like, okay, I'm going to use this time wisely and actually like do what I want to do. And I started reading books. I started looking into documentaries. Mm -hmm. um, it started off with gut health. That's actually how I got started. It started off with researching about gut health. Um, and then not long after that, you know, looking at all the environmental toxins, what I was eating, what I was putting on my skin, I started to look at obviously what we're injecting into our bodies. Um, and then it all kind of exploded from there. There was something about vaccines in particular that really sparked my curiosity. And the one thing that I can put it down to, I guess, was my intuition. My mm -hmm. intuition just kept saying, hey, look at this, look at this. You have to research mm -hmm. this, look at this. And I just kept going with it. And I started a health blog uh, about my foods and recipes and workouts that I was doing. And then soon it evolved into, hey, did you know what's in a vaccine? <laughs> and at the time I was so naive because I didn't have kids. And I didn't realize it was such a hostile topic. Mm -hmm. And I just started talking about it. And people were like, oh my gosh, how dare you? Like, vaccines are safe like we're not poisoning our kids and I was like wouldn't you want to know this information if you have kids like wouldn't you want to look at this anyway so I really copped a lot of um, heat when I started talking about it because I didn't have kids so I was just like oh what do I know like I haven't even had kids and then I had my kids and I was like oh I'm not I'm not backing down now so had my kids and I just went 100 like I was just not nah, this is it I'm not vaccinating my kids this is how we're living. My kid is never sick. He's completely fine. He's so healthy. Uh, he's never had an injection um, and just started sharing my story. I really started sharing my story and that opened up the floodgates for parents to start messaging me and saying, hey, I vaccinated and this is what happened to my kid. And um, even parents who didn't vaccinate say, hey, I've never vaccinated my kid. My kid's been fine. We never had um, antibiotics, never been on drugs, never had to go to hospital. And so I was like, wow, there's a whole other side of this that is not being shown definitely not in mainstream media um, and not even in the medical establishment and and so I just started sharing the other other side of the story and then you know because of what my husband does or he used to do he's retired now but my husband is in the public eye he has been a professional athlete for over 15 years and you know they love to kind of make out that anyone who's kind of married to a professional athlete is a bimbo basically is like they call us wags wife and wife and girlfriend like basically we're just airheads and we don't know anything and so they try to make me look like I'm stupid and I'm just money hungry and I'm, I'm a, a con artist and all these things all the time I love it I've been called every name under the under the sun <laughs> um but yeah my my husband with his job thankfully played a role in the fact that it actually gave me exposure. It allowed me to get some airtime with main, mainstream media, which made my, my stuff blow up even more. So, I mean, it's been over probably close to eight years now, like by the end of this year, it's been a long journey and it hasn't been an easy road to take, but it's been so worth it. And I don't regret any part of it whatsoever because even all the struggles that I've gone through has led me to such beautiful moments where I have the best community around me now. I have so many people coming to me um, to work with me I have you know like people I could literally go like when I go and buy my land I have people who would literally come with me and start building a village with me like 
actual soul connections where we have each other's backs, which is Joel and his beautiful family for me and my family. And yeah, we just wouldn't change a thing. We live the most beautiful life now. We definitely are like probably the top like anti-vaxxers in Australia, You like the media love to call us. Um, but if, you, if you've read my stuff and you've followed me for years, you'll know that I'm all for sovereignty, I'm for choice, I'm for freedom. Um, I never tell people what to do, what they shouldn't do. I say what I do, which is I definitely don't vaccinate and I don't vaccinate my children, but I'm not going to stand here and say, you better not vaccinate. Like everyone hopefully has the intelligence now to make informed decisions. Um, and that's all I've advocated for many, many years is how to make an informed choice. Can I ask quickly, like you mentioned before, how you grew up in a more mainstream family and pro-vax parents. So as you were going on this journey, how was that, how was it navigating the relationship with your family? Yeah, it was interesting. I remember when uh, I first started out, like I was sending my family all this information and they were like, oh, we're working. We don't have time to read this. So I'm like, you have to know what's in Coke. You have to realize what you're eating this processed food. And then when we got to vaccines, my dad freaked out. I said, I'm not vaccinating my kids. And my dad's like, no, you have to, like you've got to protect your kids. And even my in-laws were freaked out by it too, because they were fully pro-vax and vaccinated my husband and his siblings. And um, at the start, I was really triggered. I was really angry. I was like, oh my gosh, like, why don't you get it? Like, hello, it's so like yeah. common sense now because I was on this journey, I got it. Mm -hmm. But they didn't get it as quick as I did. And so I really had to take the time to educate them and explain to them and have many conversations about, how, uh, you know, how big the schedule is, what's in a vaccine, how, you know, the manufacturers are liability free, all the things that all of us know. Um, and shortly, not shortly, but kind of soon after um, with these conversations and then having my kids and seeing how healthy they are, they realize like, wow, it's actually not dangerous to raise my kids the way that I raise my kids. And um, now they're like, my dad is absolutely anti-vax. Like he says that he is and he's so the opposite because he, even on the job site, like my dad is, my dad's a concreter. He'll be out in the job site and he'll be telling people not to get the flu vaccine. I love it. It's amazing. I, I love my dad. Yeah. He's like, he's the best. It's amazing to witness that. And uh, what I love that you said is I think a lot of us on this truth-seeking journey, I could speak for myself, is that when we first get into it, it's like we discovered this thing. And we want everyone to know and you have to know this thing. And let me share all this information for you and don't eat this and don't eat that. We play the food police, you know, and then we ended up just, we just kind of, I mean, I played the food police so much. Like I saw that you had gone to integrative nutrition. I went to uh, INN in New York city in 2007. It was like one of the last years that they held it in person. And I remember being exposed to all of these different nutrition modalities. And I'm just like sharing with all my friends and people. I'm like, you can't be eating this. Do you read the ingredients? Which is a whole nother thing that's amazing is that people will go to the store and they will pick up every box and look at every ingredients. But when it comes to the thing that is being, that's gonna penetrate their skin and the skin of their children and be injected into them, it's like, okay, whatever. Doctor tells me this is what it is. They don't even know what it is. I mean. Doctors don't even know what's in them. They'll be like, oh yeah, it's an antigen and that's about it. But they have no idea to the degree. So I just think it's, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, I just, I just love the authentic journey you're on. And like, it's, it's such a, it's such an archetypal thing. And so obvious that you are on a hero's journey from, from, from living your truth. And that timing really has worked out perfectly for you. And like everything that you went through and everything that you've done to be at this crossroads, 
right now when all this is boiling over and you're, and you're standing there having already done all this inner work, having already mm-hmm. uncovered it all and to be in that position to just go live your best life and, and, and be that role model. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and it's obvious too, like she's it's glowing. Yeah. She's glowing. Like her, her, I'm sure your kids glow as well. And so at some point you, yeah. hope you go, well, the proof is in the pudding. Look at what I'm seeing. That's what, that's what it is. The proof, the proof is in the pudding. And I mean, beautiful, gorgeous family, et cetera, living their life, being healthy. Like, what is that? I want some of that, you know? And I think that's probably what maybe you've encountered over the years. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the thing for, is sure. like you know, for, for, for most of us that are on, on, on this journey, like our kids have never seen a doctor. They've never had eczema. They've, you mean never really had constant runny noses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, you mean, how, how, when did, when did we start denying um, like reality as, as it present, as it presents ourself? When did we start associating, you know what I mean? Sickness and health the, the wrong way around. Um, what is it to you that you think is so triggering um, initially on this topic? Is it because you think once someone's already made the decision to vaccinate their child, it's very difficult to consider the fact that they may have, you know, mean caused real serious damage and that's a choice that they made. Yeah, that's hundred percent what it is. Parents don't want to uh, feel guilty or shame that they might've done something that has completely damaged and destroyed their child's immune system without even like researching or looking into it. And they just blindly trusted what they were told. And so a lot of people don't want to look like a fool. They don't want to look like they were kind of negligent, I guess. Um, And people don't, yeah, people don't want to face up to their choices that they've made. It's, it's accountability is very hard for a lot of people, you know, like it's hard to face off with your own shit. It's hard to face off with the fact that your choices potentially fucked a lot of shit up in your life and you've got to own that. You've actually got to address that. You've got to go and address the shadow and do yeah. the inner work. And a lot of people just don't want to do that right now. A lot of people don't even want to think for themselves. They want someone else to do the thinking for them. They want a quick fix. They want the easy way out. Um, and so when you open up that can of worms and, and parents are faced with the possibility that their child is severely damaged because of a choice that they made and they didn't do any research into it, it's it's hard. And the guilt stays with a lot of parents for many, many years. I know, I know parents around me today who still carry guilt and shame for the choices that they made and, and they, um, you know, they have to try and recover their child now. And, yeah. um, and it's hard. It's a, it's, a hard, it's a low vibration to carry every single day in your body. And they usually don't have the support. They're trying to support their child and they're trying to work to get the money to buy the supplements or, buy, or go to the, um, you know, Cairo or detoxification, whatever it may be. And so their parents are kind of put on the back burner so they don't really have time to address those those feelings and and address their the frequency that they're operating at and so it's yeah it's that massively triggering because once you you realize what you've done it's it's a long road to recovery for a lot of parents and it takes effort and like I said people don't really want to think for themselves they just want the quick fix they want someone else to tell them what to do so yeah I take my hat off to the parents who actually faced up to that and owned that Um, because it's hard and it's really sad and it's a big feelings and emotions to move through to get to a point of really owning that and and turning that around and and using the struggle um, and like, you know, turning the pain into your power, using the struggle um, to make, to be your strength and your purpose and your, um, yeah, your motivation in life to get back on track. Yeah, it's massive. And like very often 
like that shame and that guilt is linked to so much more than just that choice, right? It's linked to guilt and shame from their entire childhood, all the conditioning, all the trauma. And once that's mobilized, you mean a whole body of unconscious moves, which can really rattle the person. Um, and you mean, if someone, I guess, isn't brave or courageous enough, they more than often will be willing to die on their sword than, 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 to, face, than to face that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly not easy whatsoever. Um, and the thing is, it's, it's not just their fault, right? We live in this malignant culture, which has brainwashed us for so long to outsource all our fear, all our trust, you mean all our responsibility onto people and systems and institutions that now it's coming to the surface, the fact that you mean they, 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 these people, they do not want the best for us at all. In fact, it's quite the opposite right now. It's looking like, you know what I mean? They, 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 wanted, they want to destroy us in for, for, all, for all intents and purposes. That's what's happening. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> it's tough. Do you, um, I'm just going to come in and say this because there's differences between the US and Australia, but it feels like there's less cases and less deaths and yet you're having more intense lockdowns there. And I'm curious why you think that is. And, and I'm curious if you think it plays into the fact that all that, that um, Australia gave their guns away or at some point uh, in time historically, do you think that plays a role at all? government doesn't want it you broke up a little bit there that's right go for it yep yeah i think it definitely does i don't i think the government definitely doesn't want us to be empowered um truth-seeking critical thinkers for sure and taking and the more that I see what they're doing, I'm like, damn, like we need to go and get some guns and go live on our land and like basically tell everyone to F off. Um, but yeah, that we have, unfortunately in our country, um, a lot of people are really, um, I guess it's not so much a bad thing all the time, but we're very like laid back, easygoing, like someone else will do it or just, oh, she'll be right. She'll be right kind of attitude all the time. Um, and I'm seeing more and more people rise up and really take back their power now, but for a long time in our culture, it's definitely been relying on um, an external source or someone outside of ourselves to do the thing or do the job or take care of us or like the doctor will take care of us or the government will take care of us or whatever it may be. So I think now like people are starting to get it, especially with we're watching what's going on in America and we're like, whoa, okay. You guys, like you've got a lot more obviously like cases and deaths. Um, and here in Australia, it's it's like, it's basically nothing. And yet our lockdowns and, and the restrictions are like ridiculous. It's honestly ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like yes. I was up at the beach last week or the week before and people were wearing masks on the beach. I'm like, are you serious? Like what happened to breathing fresh air under the sunshine at the beach with other people? Like it's this absolute fear mongering that's taking over for a lot of people. Um, but again, a lot of people are, are waking up to that and, and realizing like fake news media, they don't give us the truth. They just scare us. Like even the tone of their voice on the media is so like, just wants to scare you all the time. And so, um, yeah, Australia is a bit of a different culture. I feel like we're a lot, lot more easy. Like we we comply a lot quicker and a lot easier. Um, 
And yeah, I think that it's going to take a little while for everybody to kind of like get into their power, but it's happening. Like it is happening for sure. Yeah. I think um, we were, um, sorry. I think we were always also um, conditioned that way. Definitely. Because we've always been conditioned to think, oh yeah, Australia is the best country. You know, Australia is so easy to live in. Our government does the best job. Um, you know, oh, what a good thing that they took our guns. You know what I mean? So we, we live in this kind of twilight zone where we don't question our government because we always just assume that our government's doing the best for us because we've always had the, you know what I mean? The conditioning that this is the best place to live. Um, and it is, Australia is a, a beautiful country, but to an extent, it seems to me that there was an agenda to make us passive because we were being primed to, to actually have this implemented the hardest when it was going to come. And it's not just us, it's New Zealand and it's Canada as well from, from where I'm looking. Yeah, I spent uh, four months in, in Sydney back in the year 2001 and absolutely fell in love with your country. Um, and I remember when I was there, I kept hearing this thing. What is it like the tall poppy? Tall poppy is that kind of a cultural thing? So I'm curious if that plays into it. Like don't stand apart, don't, you know, whereas I feel like in the US there's a little bit more of that like individualistic, self-focused kind of mentality that uh, has been there. Uh, even though like if you do stand out these days, you're called like a selfish grandma killer, uh, which is pretty, uh, pretty hilarious. But uh, anyways, I was just curious if, if you think the whole tall, tall poppy thing plays into it. Yeah, definitely. You see what they do all the time. They love, they love an underdog. Australia loves an underdog. And then when that underdog gets, you know, too successful or too whatever, then they love to tear them down. And it's definitely the case here. Like, um, anyone who, you know, like, and I love, so I love America because it's so just like, fuck yeah, like really empowered. I feel like I experience a lot of Americans that I'm around to be really empowered and really just um, not afraid to stand out yeah. or be different. Whereas a lot of people in Australia from the tall poppy syndrome and yeah, like Joel said, our conditioning, our program, uh, they're afraid to stand out. They're afraid to look different. They're afraid to do something different. So um, yeah, it is our programming and our conditioning, but I definitely think the more that we, you know, speak our truth, um, the more that we kind of normalize that. Like I, a lot of people are like, well, what's the best way to kind of, where should I start? I said, first of all, just start having the conversation. Like just start talking to people about it because so many people are like, oh, I'm like, I'm so alone. I'm so afraid. I don't have any friends. I was like, well, do you talk to anybody like about mm -hmm. it? Like, are you speaking about what you're actually doing? Because if you're not speaking and using your voice and, you know, opening up the energy to bring people to you and attract like your people to you, like you're always going to feel like you're alone. You actually have to start having the conversation. And once we start to have the conversation, then we can go from there. But a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people don't want to open up that can of worms because they're scared. Like they're scared they'll be the only one. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, who cares about that anymore? Like be the only one, be the one, to, be the one to show the world that there is a different way and you can be healthy without bloody medical interventions every couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not random that, you know, you were talking about how you're living your best life and you have all these amazing people, because once you do start speaking your truth, you do people gravitate towards you. Like my wife and I, we've been doing our thing, living our life, holding freedom gatherings here at our home. And, you know, over the years that I've spoken out in the way that in the ways that I have, like, I just have amazing, awesome people. And the silver lining of these last 15 months, 16 months is that is that there's been even more incredible people that have come into my life in the last six months, just because you're speaking out, you're going to similar events, et cetera. And I, people are hungry for it. We went to a Health Freedom for Humanity uh, Los Angeles uh, meetup that they had for the first time on Sunday. 
And there were people there speaking out that are kind of like the only ones in their families and in their communities. And they're just thirsty, thirsty and hungry for, for community that like-minded people. And so, you know, once you start speaking out, that's when people get drawn to you. And we are building a community. I mean, LA County, you can just imagine what, how things are politically here, though there are pockets of people coming together and it's incredible. And we're building a fierce ass tribe here. And, and I just love it. And I think the more and more, more people speak out in their own ways, whether it's with their families, their, their friend groups, whether it's on social media, whether it's creating a podcast or blog, like every little bit helps. Yeah. And as we had on a previous podcast with David Whitehead, he said, even just changing your thinking around it is going to have an impact on your community and the people around you, like talking about the hundredth monkey effect, just shift yourself, start at home and then see what happens. But um, yeah, it's just, it's pretty awesome. You know, the work that you've done over these years and, and what's coming from it. Yeah. And I think community is going to become something or a theme that is going to become a lot more important as, as these times continue to roll on. Um, you know what I mean? Because the system is going the way that the system's going and those that choose to step outside of that community is kind of, you know what I mean? The, the only choice. And there are going to be factions and, and pockets um, of, of people getting together outside of that, that don't want to comply. They're not going to obviously kowtow, you know what I mean? And get, and get the vaccine to continue on their, their normal life. They're being forced to make those decisions to live more in their truth and live more authentically. Um, so w- what is it for you, Tay, in your experience, you mean, that makes community so, so important? Uh, uh, read a quote yesterday or the day before, community is the new currency. And community is also the answer to all of this is why like we're looking to buy off grid and like just get our tribe around us and get like I said to my husband, he's like, what are we going to do with our kid? Like, you know, if we're going to be so isolated, I was like, no, I said, buy the land and the community and the village will come. Like the people will come, you know, because everybody, like a lot of people in this movement are at a point where we just want to go and find some land and live together and let that be our community. And we all support each other and everyone, you know, plays a part and has a role to, um, a role or a job to take care of. And, um, we realize and we know the government doesn't care about us. Like the government does not have our best interests at heart. We cannot rely on the government to like save us or, you know, solve this and give us the answer or the quick fix. Like the answers and where the solution lies is literally in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when it comes to mums, mums in this movement who feel so isolated, who feel like they've got no support, um, who feel like they have to do everything all on their own. Like this is where community gets to come, like gather around these mums, especially with these vaccine injured children and really protect them and nurture them and support them. Um, And, you know, I like, I'm in the community every week. There's something that we're doing. I'm sure that you guys are the same. Like every week there's something to go to or something that we're doing. And, and, you know, just being around other human beings who think like you is Mm. just soul medicine. It's It's just soul medicine. It is so nourishing. yeah and you feel like you don't even have to be discussing like big things like, just go there and have a chat and walk away feeling like oh that was so yeah. nice like you and know, hug I someone that. and hug someone yes. <laughs> and feel the connection and touch them and what does that mean i mean we've become so disconnected we were we've been conditioned to fear something so important so nourishing and so basic which is physical contact with another being which i think is was yeah. part of the plan part of the agenda well of, of course man i mean the, the war is on community right so they're they're, they're targeting the exact the, the medicine to an extent you know so 
Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, well, my they don't want us to mobilize. Yeah. It's just interesting. My, my wife uh, did her dissertation on the interrelational dynamics of touch. And when she decided to do this topic, she didn't think it was that big of a deal. Little did she know that when she was going to be finishing her PhD, it'd be one of the most controversial topics on the planet, which I think is fascinating. And it's, it is important. Like touch is not, as she says, it's not this luxury. It is imperative. It is important for survival. And if we don't get that physical contact, you know, if babies don't get physical contact, they wither away and they die. It's so imperative. Well, it's like that. There's, I'm sure there's a study or something that came out. It was like a study on monkeys or something and um, what they went to. Like there was food, there was something else, and then there was like love and connection. And the monkey always chose love and connection over food to survive. Like that's what we, you know, we crave. That's what we crave is connection and community and human physical touch, love. Mm -hmm. You know, even smiling at somebody, like smiling, like it, it makes you smile instantly when I see someone else smiling at me, you know, and just laughing like, oh my gosh, this whole, the last year and a bit has been so taxing on laughter and joy and fun. And I say to a lot of people right now, like if you do anything, just reclaim your joy, reclaim your fun, go out and do something yeah. silly, like be silly, be like, like get back into your childlike state. Like we really are missing that right now because everything's so serious and heavy and they want us to be scared. And it's like, get back into the vibration of joy and watch so many things start to shift for you um and it sounds so simple but it honestly like that's one of the biggest things that we do in our house every single day we're always playing we turn on the music we're always dancing like we're always making sure that we're bringing our vibration back up especially if we've been exposed to something that's really like yeah heavy or just mm -hmm. feels like yuck <laughs> we're just like okay turn the music on let's go let's go have some fun yeah Same and smiling yeah. smiling well, i mean they, 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 they tried to they tried to take our faces away from us now, right? <laughs> so like, and what is that doing to the younger generations? You know, this is how children and babies yes. and toddlers, they learn how to connect. They learn how to build empathy based on what they're looking at when they look at your face. Uh, I mean, for myself, it's difficult. You know, I, I have hearing issues that I've had for a long time that I believe were vaccine related when I was a child and chronic ear infections, et cetera, et cetera. I won't get into it. But it was just, I didn't realize that I was kind of used to looking at people's lips as well as they speak. And yet that was taken, it felt so weird. And I can only imagine what it's like for like a three-year-old or four-year-old that can't connect in that That's way. That's the most triggering thing for me is how do I explain to my daughters? How do I, how do I, you mean, how do I explain this reality that they've entered into? You know what I mean? Because now, you mean, my, my, my oldest, she's just, you mean, two and a half, nearly three. And she's asking, you mean, about masks. She's asking why people are wearing, why people aren't wearing them. And it's like, how do I shelter her from that reality, but at the same time, allow her to, you know what I mean, accept reality. And yeah, that's, that, that's one thing that, you mean, I've mentioned before, but it's a constant work in progress for me, just, you mean, navigating how, how best to do that for her. And yeah, I mean, the ultimate answer is, you mean, continue to detach as much reliance as possible on the system. You know what I mean, build our communities, get off grid as much as we can, and you know, I guess co-create our own realities. Yeah, I like to keep it simple in my household with my kids. I mean, we lived in France last year and everyone was wearing a mask. And for us, like, I mean, my, my eldest is five. He didn't really, he doesn't really ask me too much about it. He doesn't really say much about it. But for us, we just kind of bring it back to what people choose. So people choose to wear a mask. People choose to go and eat at McDonald's. Like we yep. choose to show our faces we choose to smile we choose to connect with other people so getting him to realize that we've always got a choice and what we actually um yeah what we 
what we choose and what we feel is right for our own family. And we also lived in Japan as well, I have to add, because actually living in Japan, oh, I said that at the start, sorry, but it really gave me some perspective, if I'm honest, because when we lived in Japan, a lot of people wore masks over mm-hmm. there and there was no pandemic. They just chose to wear masks because... Um, yeah, their 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 culture is kind of like that, and I never looked at them thinking like what like you know what is going on here. I just was like, okay, they just they choose to wear masks. That's cool. Like we're not going to, and that's fine. But living in Japan showed me like I can be in a country or around a culture where they're actually like covering their faces and it not affect me. But now it's affecting me because I know it's all bullshit and it's annoying me. Like, why are you doing that? Like, you're not even at risk, kind of thing. So it kind of shifted my perspective in thinking, well, actually, if I just, if I feel, if I kind of remember back to the time where I lived in Japan and people were wearing masks all the time and I never thought twice about it, I just thought, well, that's their choice. Like Mm -hmm. they just want to choose to wear that. That's cool. Like I choose not to, and that's fine. So we're kind of raising our kids with that same mindset of, well, like I teach my kids, well, you know, some people choose to wear a mask and we definitely don't wear a mask. Like some people choose to get vaccinated and we definitely choose not to get vaccinated and just reminding people, like our kids, like, you know, not everyone's going to live how we live and we can't force and expect everyone to be on the same page. Cause they're not, some people are actually just not going to get it. They're not going to, I don't want to say they're not going to make it, but they're just not going to get to where we are going. Right. They're not going to wake up in this lifetime and that's cool. They're on their own journey. Yeah. It's their life to live. And we just have to re- respect yeah. that and just let it go. Like, I don't want to carry that shit around anymore. No. It's too heavy. No. It's too depressing. I just want to like, yeah, yeah. Because like, if, if it's if it's freedom, if freedom is what we really want and what we're really after, then it has to be a two way streak, right? We have to have to allow, we have to allow everyone the same freedom that we want. Otherwise, it's not really freedom. But I got to tell you, it's fucking hard. It's so hard to like yeah. walk outside and just see everyone <laughs> living this lie, living this illusion, and just oh man, it yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> well, and seeing seeing oh, children no. ma- seeing children masked up at the grocery oh, store, dude, you because know? like... again, based on what we were just talking about, to me, it feels like it's a form of child abuse. And you know, the whole Japanese yeah, thing—that's one—that's one thing. But we're our choice is being taken away from us. They just reinstituted in Los Angeles, starting on Saturday, an indoor mask mandate, and it doesn't even matter if you're vaccinated or not. So I wonder if this is going to get people to wake up even more, where you have these people that are like, well. I mean, I got the vaccine. I got the second shot. And, and like, you're telling me now I can't go in the store or my job. Like, what the hell? What's going on? You know, at, at what point are these people going to be like, what's going on here? You know, so. Yeah, man. Like, we've said this before. But in my mind. It seems just as though they're trying to take what they can get at this point. You know what I mean? Um, and who, who, who knows where this is going to land. But, like, one thing that I want, I want to bring up is where, where where's the line in the stand because you're right it is a very heavy thing to carry so like where's the line in the stand where it's like you know what i mean how can i sit here and allow you know what i mean all my rights my sovereignty everything to be completely diminished and at the same time you know what i mean kind of let go to that extent to be able to release that weight and just you know what i mean move forward um like are we are we are we all in or are we all in just serving our community and that's one thing that i've come to realize it's that you know what i mean yeah, I can't, I'm not, I'm not here to serve everyone. We can't wake everyone up. And I guess let's just uplift those people that have already, you know what I mean? Put a, put a toe into yeah. the river and are willing and ready to see. Yeah. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting oh, to try dude. to wake up people that don't want to, don't want to change and also don't want what you're sharing. You, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I want people who are open to the things that I'm sharing, how I'm living. And, and we talked about this was with Grant is like, where's that fine line between resisting and fighting against something old and what versus building what is what it is that you want 
Mm. Like you said, uh, Tay, like, you know, we're going off the fucking grid and we're going to live our life or we're going to build community and we're going to do our thing. Y'all can do what you want to do. We're going to do what we want to do. And that's cool. And that's the way it should mm. be. Yeah. Well, I was on a um, call with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny a couple of months ago, and she said one thing that really like stuck with me because she was talking about how, like I, I was saying, you know, we're in this pandemic now. But like what happens in the next few years when they roll out another pandemic and like what, like we're just going to do the same old yeah. thing, like lock everyone down again, masks and stuff. She's like, well, Tay, you don't even have to wait wait a couple of years. Like it's already happening, right? You can see what they're do- doing with this Delta variant. Like they're trying to scare everyone again. And she said, you know, um, I think it's, she said something along the lines of where a lot of people are focused on trying to stop this train, right? This like this freight train that is just coming at like a hundred miles an hour. And it's going to like, it's going to do a lot of damage, right? And a lot of people are trying to stop that and resist and push back, which is fair enough. But she said, we've got to find the parallel track to that, where we can actually start to move away and create a whole new system, a whole new world where um, we're not so much in fight mode anymore. And we're actually just, being the solution and giving people an option where if people people are waking up at a rapid rate right now and so they're looking at okay where do we go what do we do right so we're here to give them the solution and the answers and and for me I'm very much I very much have resisted and been angry for a long time in my journey to be honest I've very much been like f the system fight back this and that but only recently have I moved into a space of well you know what I kind of am just surrendering to that now because it's just been so heavy to carry for so long and I've tried to wake up a lot of people a lot of people just don't want that information so now I need to focus on okay focus on the people who actually get it start to build the new with them because realistically um, if we're going to change things in government here you don't actually need a whole heap of people you really only need probably about 20 committed people who will consistently meet up with politicians who will hold them accountable who will um, you know mobilize in the community of like signing petitions and stuff like that we really only need a handful of people to make change in the government Um, and so for me I'm definitely focusing on the handful of people who actually want to make the commitment to show up and do the hard work and sign those things because a lot of people say they want change but a lot of people actually don't want to do the work to get the change that's what I'm finding a lot in this movement as well there's a lot of people who say they you know want to have a free and safe world for their kids but they actually don't want to take action or put the hard work in when it comes down to the crunch so for me I'm focusing definitely on the community the smaller groups what we can do um, how we can mobilize in a more efficient way rather than try to focus on the masses Um, because I feel like when I do that I'm much more I'm definitely out of a resistance like fighting energy and I'm into Mm -hmm. a solution solution space like action like let's actually do this um, with our small group of what we actually can do and don't ever underestimate what a small group of people can do Um, because I've seen what's happened over the years like um, you know there's been a handful of people who've done a couple of things massive waves rather than you know thousands and thousands of people that show up at a protest for one day and then don't do anything after that like they think that they've done their job and that's it right there's a lot of people who actually do that but I feel like um for me and my community, especially with the Freedom Keepers, we're focusing on our like our small groups of people who actually are committed to doing the hard work, to doing the advocacy, the kind of advocacy that is sustainable, number one, that doesn't burn you out all the time, and number two, that actually is effective and has an impact and holds those politicians accountable um, and we get face-to-face with. Because, yeah, a lot of people are scared to even be face-to-face with politicians. We love to, like, talk shit about them online. But when it comes to actually meeting them, people get scared, right? They're scared of the system scared of you know what could happen 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm focusing at. I know it's not going to like be where everyone's at at the moment, but I, I feel like I've done the, the, I've done it a certain way for so long. Now I'm trying something different and I feel like this is way more aligned and it feels energetically better for me. And I can carry this easier rather than trying to like <laughs> drag a yeah. heavy bag behind me all the time. Yeah. You know, you brought up something interesting around, you know, people don't want to like confront authority. And I think when you're put in that position, that's when your trauma comes up to the surface. Mm. You know, your, oh, yeah. what happens to your nervous system? Do you have that? Have you built that window of tolerance where you can deal with that? And like, let's say you're driving a car and you get pulled over by a police officer or whatever the case may be, that shit comes up. So unless you've done the inner work to one, heal yourself to two, get your nervous system to a place where you can be in an environment and still be calm and collected and communicate what you need to communicate. It's challenging for a lot of people. So it's a signal. It's a signal that more work needs to be done. So what are the what are the solutions to getting people's nervous system where they need to be for these situations that are going to become more apparent moving down? Well, one, they need to realize that it's a challenge. Two, they need to there's so much work out there, whether it's doing somatic experiencing, whether it's doing body work, whether it's shifting your nutrition and healing yourself, whether it's spending more time in nature, whether it's building a deeper, deeper connection with your body moment to moment and knowing what's going on. I mean, people don't have a relationship with their physical body. That's first and foremost, you know, it's like they're just running around with just like these heads and they have no idea that this thing exists beneath their conscious mind, you know, and uh, I think that's part of it is just building a more nuanced relationship. Yeah. Speaking on that, um, Tay, you just came out of an eight day breathwork rebirthing um, workshop. Do you want to talk a little bit on that and mm -hmm. how that experience was? I'd love to hear about cool. it. Oh, yes. This is actually perfect right now for this conversation because um, this whole retreat basically was uh, doing inner child work, uh, releasing and addressing trauma that has happened in childhood. Um, and I feel like that's probably why I feel different now because I was I just came out of a really intense, like I wouldn't even call it a retreat. It was basically a training camp. Uh, I got my ass kicked energetically and emotionally um, that it needed to happen. Um, I basically spent eight days uh breathing <laughs> i mean we breathe obviously when i say breath work to people people are like what do you mean we breathe anyway it's like no it's intentional <laughs> breath work yeah. and it's uh breathing just through the nose so um you're not only obviously like highly oxygenate your body but you activate the intelligence system in your nasal passages um, that create life force um, where the prana is at, right? Like you're basically filling your body full of prana and life force. And um, I had so many like crazy up and down experiences, like some big highs and some really deep, dark lows where I was like sitting in my process for like days. I'm kind of still in my process, to be honest. It's still sort of landing and integrating right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I had to go like... This is, this is a thing why it's, it's hard for a lot of people to regulate and address and kind of be in a place where their nervous system can hold, um, you know, a confrontation with police or an argument on the street or whatever, because a lot of us don't really want to go to the deep, dark places within us to actually shine a light and address it because mm -hmm. a lot of us have been through some fucked up trauma throughout our childhood um and frank and i are not like we definitely have had our fair share of trauma my husband and i throughout our childhood and so going to this this place and doing this deep dark work it's fucking hard mm -hmm. like it's hard like and i do a lot of like internal work and it's fucking hard like it's hard for me to like really go there so can you imagine just 
any random Joe Blow on the street who's never been introduced to this sort of stuff, who's just now starting to wake up and realizing vaccines are fucking dangerous, who's now like, <laughs> you know, being faced with police and, and you know, being told to wear a mask. Like, it's, I get it. It's like you're up against it if you're waking up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the key and the solution definitely is to start to do that deep duck inner work and address your inner child. You have to address your inner child um, because a lot of how adults show up today, we know is like their conditioning and their programming from childhood. We know that. And um, I had to really unpack a lot of that stuff, um, especially when it comes to authority, especially when it comes to being the good girl and the people pleaser mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like kind of, putting my shit aside to make sure other people are okay. Like I'm really like, I'm big at doing that all of the time. And um, then it doesn't serve me. Like it's actually really an ineffective pattern. And um, this retreat was like, it was called a rebirth retreat. Basically what you do is you rebirth yourself. You go back to your childhood, you address your inner child, you unpack all the fucking trauma, not all of it because there's a lot, but just a handful of the trauma that you can over the eight days um, to really like, emotionally somatically like release it through your body so that you're not carrying it so much inside of yourself anymore you're like chipping away and you're kind of like cleaning things out like you're getting to the sludge basically of like where you don't really like you want to go there but you don't really because you know it's going to take a lot to kind of pull that off so um yeah breathing every day sometimes twice a day for hours for hours uh with no music you it's just by yourself (laughs) with um, a couple of people supporting you and giving yourself the space and the time to really just allow the body to release what it needs to release. Cause you're right. Like a lot of people live up here and we just don't even want to face what's down here. And once you face what's down here, you don't even get a choice. Like I thought I was going into my breathes a lot of the time being, Oh yeah, this is probably what's going to come up. And then you get into the breathe and your body's like, now nah, girlfriend, like this is what it is. And it's like this massive explosion <laughs> of like emotions and trauma and just shit just being released. And it's like, it's intense. Like it's freaking mm. messy as, as well. Like I was throwing up, I was spitting, I was screaming out all of these things like if someone had walked in off the street you'd think that like fucking an exorcism was happening that's how much the body is carrying (laughs) trauma and just fucking shit for so long not just in this lifetime but our lineage yeah things that get passed down has been carrying up to seven lifetimes the body can carry yeah yeah i mean it's it's the storage vessel for for your history you know everything that you've experienced in this lifetime and things passed down and uh that's why it's so important just I mean, the, the mental work, the therapeutic work, talk therapy, all that, building more awareness is important. But unless you work with the body, there's something that's missing through breath work, through body work. Mm. And I mean, it's that kind of work was life changing for me. So I totally get it. And thank you for yeah. sharing yeah. all of that. I really appreciate it. And to me, that's that's yeah, the that's number beautiful. one. Yeah, the, the, the number one fallacy around the work is, as we've spoken about a number of times, is you mean neglecting the body in that because you mean the body ultimately is is the shadow, right? All of mm-hmm. that is stored cellularly, and unless we get to that understanding and develop modalities or practices to, you know, what I mean, allow our body to, you know, what I mean, release and to flow, then yeah, of course it's going to be very difficult if you're just trying to resolve everything psychically or you mean yeah. Yeah, the body keeps the score. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You always know. No, for sure. (sighs) What do you got your ass (laughs) on? I just took a breath right there. You know, it just felt like I was was talking. I'm like, well, what's going on? Like, even again, I started checking in as well. (laughs) Every moment is an opportunity to be able to check in with that level of nuance. And here we are, we're having like this passionate conversation. And it's like, wait, am I right now aware of what's happening in my body? Like, Am I aware? Oh, I, I'm sitting mm. in this seat. I can notice the support 
of the chair? How does it feel like to be supported by this chair? You know, even something as simple as that. Can I feel my feet on the ground? You know, am I aware of like slight tingling sensations? I mean, it's, it's really bringing in that level of intention, level of attention to what's happening. And, you know, you had mentioned like creating the space for that. Most people in their day-to-day lives, they don't create space for that. You know, they wake up in the morning, they drink their coffee, they go to their thing. They have multiple responsibilities. They're going from one device. They're going from the small internet to the big internet, back to the small internet. And they're doing all these different things. (laughs) And it's just like, it's just nonstop, you know, on top of the shitty food, on top of the substances. It's like, where do you get a chance to be present? And a lot of people don't have the education. We're not learning this in school. We're not like going to first grade and they're like, all right, everyone, boys and girls, um, do you feel yourself on the chair? Are you aware of your feet on the ground? There's none of that. It's not part of our education system for obvious reasons. So it takes work, Um, but you know, it starts with education too. But what greater education than connecting with the SOMA Mm. and really Mm. feeling into it. And I think once a person starts making subtle changes, because again, people are on their journey. There are different paths that people are on, but once they start, oh, I'm eating healthier now. Wow, I feel differently now that I put this in my body versus that. And that's the starting place for a lot of people is just through food and nutrition. Um, but again, you have to create the space for it. Yeah, you got to do something then attune to what feels good. And then you mean keep following that attunement and that intuition, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, that's, that, that, that's what's going to guide you. But you're right, the, the space is the biggest thing. People don't have generally the space to even think about this or what can i do because their days are so jam-packed from the start to the finish um yeah but ultimately you mean if 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 you're on the path then you're gonna you're gonna hear that little whisper coming through the cracks saying something needs to change you mean what 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 Mm -hmm. can i do and ultimately you you do know what that whisper is telling you to do whether it's you mean eliminate one thing which you know you mean is deeply self-sabotaging which will in, in some instances open up the space for you to develop some kind of practice or to do something deeper um so yeah space first step no doubt about that i for me um just quickly what came out of that retreat i realized how much i've been conditioned to operate from survival mode literally since childhood Mm -hmm. and my nervous system has been so wound up for literally decades like i thought that that was just how i was like that's that's how i am right and then i got to that retreat and i started to unwind my nervous system in such a huge way where i realized fuck like I like, I don't need to be operating from fight or flight all the time. Like, why am I constantly doing that? Like, I actually allowed myself the space to unwind. And now I'm at a place where like, okay, cool. I'm actually enjoying the spaciousness in my day. And I don't Mm -hmm. feel guilty. Like, oh, I need to be doing something. Like, actually, no. The only thing I need to be doing right now is resting and enjoying my kids and lying down, letting my body like do what it wants to do. Like taking in nature. Like that's actually... That's actually like the luxury right now because we live in such a fast paced world where it's busy, busy, go, go, do all the things. Like even in this movement, even people doing the work, I find people doing the work who are very busy, very, very busy all the time. And it's like, wow, you are actually not even gifting ourselves this yeah. space and time to just be. Yeah. So and yeah, develop, that's one big thing I've taken out of that. Yeah. We develop a different yeah. relationship with time when we do the work, right? We're not stuck in that constant desire, have, wants kind of thing. When you, when you attune to the soma as, as the center, then everything kind of slows down and you actually become more effective in what it is that you're trying to achieve um, because obviously your discernment is honed at the same time and you are listening to your body and you realize intuitively what is the right thing for me to do. Um, and there's effectiveness yeah, and I, in that. 
And I think too, like being successful or being in the public eye doesn't automatically equal that you're happy and healthy and connected to yourself. And so I think it's, it's really, it's really important for a lot of people to do that, to find out what really matters. And because at the end of the day, do you want to enjoy your body, enjoy your life, enjoy your sense of self? That's what counts, Mm -hmm. you know, because you can go, 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 go. And it's great. You could have an impact on the planet. But when you go to sleep at night, when you look in the mirror, how do you feel about yourself? You know, and how is your day to day experience? And what example, especially for parents, are you giving your children? Because they don't just hear the words coming out of your mouth. They tune in and they align and they resonate with your nervous system, especially those first zero to seven years. So, you know, when parents can really do the work to, and I say this as just hypothetical, I'm not a parent, just based on information and knowledge, is that when parents can heal their nervous system, that's going to have a huge impact on their child and the child's future development. Big time. That's what I'm finding in my own kids. They're they're mirroring us, and they're just like we're they're doing what we've role modeled to them. And it's so nice to see like wow, our, our kids don't they don't go to school. They don't we homeschool, and we yes. like that's very relaxed homeschool. They just we live our life the way that we want to live our lives, and they're the most adaptable, easygoing, funny, like happy kids. Like they fit into any social setting there's no awkwardness there's no they're not scared they're not scared kids and that's because they see like their mum and dad like we're not scared parents we, we don't live in fear like mm-hmm. we don't think that that's how we should be raising our kids especially you know we do see the kids in the masks and stuff and it's just like wow they are going that's to be growing up as very scared adults very scared yeah. and paranoid and panicked adults all the time and that's not who we need leading the future like my children are the future leaders like not the kids unfortunately wearing the bloody mask making everyone else feel panicked and scared and it's it's sad but it it is exciting at the same time because you know joel's kids as well like there's a massive community of kids right now growing up in a world where they're not scared they're not wearing masks they're not in fear all the time it's like there is a wave of like the next generation coming through where they are the the leaders and they will you know do many many things in this world that we've tried to do um maybe not as with much success, but our kids definitely will be successful when they grow up. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm excited for the future. I am. I really am excited for what's coming, even though there's some crazy shit happening too, but yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm focusing on the positives and, and what we're building, what we're creating and the community that's coming together. And that to me is incredible. Yeah. yeah I think that's the overarching theme here. It's, it's the crossroads that we're at. It's like, and it's, it's all so interconnected, right? Because you mean in, in, in shifting our nervous system at the same time, we realize that focusing on solutions now is the answer as opposed to holding this weight that we've all carried for so long against this, this system and this tyranny. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one thing that I'm, I'm dealing with at the moment also, because, you know, I feel so much pressure with everything going on to find this, you mean constant drive to build self-reliance and exit and detach and what else can I do? You mean for, for myself and for my family, um, and it's like we're in this compression at the moment, like we're all being squeezed so intensely to face all that shit and, and to deal with all that shit that's coming up right now. And I mean, yeah, I guess as we've discussed, not everyone is going to deal with it. Um, but yeah, that's that's the opportunity at hand now. It's never been it's never been more obvious what the work is, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's the silver lining. And I think mm-hmm. we saw it from the beginning of this, from the beginning of last year, is there's people that when they're spending all this extra time at home, they're like, well, what do I really want with my life? I've spoken to a lot of people. They're like, you know what? I left this relationship. I left this job. Like, this is what I really want. You know, so they're taking this time to 
go deeper and look inward. And then there's another group, another faction of people that are diving deeper into the self-sabotaging behaviors, ignoring that whisper inside and, um, you know, not taking care of themselves. So I find it fascinating. I feel like we're separating into like these two camps of, of human beings, which is interesting to witness more so than obviously any time in history. Mm. Definitely, man. I think that um, there's more of us than there is of them. That's for sure. Mm. And like, for me, I feel like it's like, it's already done. We've already won. This is just a matter of how we get there and how we get there is going back to community, back to villages, you know, being self-sustainable, not relying on the government, definitely not relying on the government for anything. Um, and, you know, knowing how to grow your own food and get the water and, and like go back to the hunter-gatherer days where we actually are self-sufficient. I think that, um, yeah, the more that we focus on that, like the people will come. They'll, a lot of people might not come. Well, they won't come because it's not their time to wake up, but they'll be, yeah, we'll be opening up the floodgates, that's for sure, for people to come through and be like, oh, thank you. Like, this is the solution. You've already done it. Like, now we can just vibe together in our little village and, and be happy. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think? I mean, all that's amazing and beautiful, but I'm curious to ask you, what do you think is going to happen the next year to two years? with everything that's happening. What do you think? Next year to two years. Uh, I'll start with the sad stuff because <laughs> I yeah. think there's going to be a lot of damage. I honestly think that there's going to be a lot of damage that happens from these injections. Um, there's going to be a lot of people really, really, um, yeah, really hurt by an industry or entity or a government who they thought had their best interests at heart. Um, I feel like what's going to happen in the next couple of years for this movement, personally, I feel like we're definitely going to be branching off and just going a whole different way, creating a whole new world, a whole new system um, where we are self-sustainable. Like we'll be definitely at the start of that um, and in motion to build and like network with other people and, and start to really have each other's backs. But I think on the other side of that, like you said, there's kind of like two camps going on different directions. Um, there's going to, there's, I hate to say it, but I feel like there's going to be even more pressure when it comes to this. I say injection. I don't want to call it a bloody vaccine because I don't think it's a vaccine, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think there's going to be more pressure to get this injection. There's going to be, they say they won't mandate it but you know what they're doing. Mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm. well, it's not mandatory, but you can't buy food and you can't go out to the shop and you can't socialize and you can't go to a pub and you can't play sport if you have, if you don't have the injection. <laughs> so it's but like, it's it is mandatory. <laughs> yeah, but it's not mandatory. <laughs> so I think it's there. definitely gonna get, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get worse before it gets better for sure. Personally, that's what I think. It has to get worse before it gets better. Cause like I said, we're at a boiling point now, like it's a pressure cooker. Everyone's like fucking annoyed and upset and angry. And so, um, I think by after like what happens the next year is going to show really like what power we really do have. And hopefully there'll be some sort of politician, you know, actually listening to the people who can make a change and actually stop what's going on. But it really comes down to like us, like, are we willing to get face yeah. to face with these people and hold them accountable? Or are we willing to just like let that all go and just build our whole other world in a different place where, yeah, it's like that parallel train track where this, train wreck is going this way and we've gone a completely different way and we don't even care about that way anymore yeah, yeah. Well, that's I mean, where if, i keep moving more towards yeah is that if, so if you look at it from the from the level that you know what i mean 
the government or this authority that is, is a narcissistic gaslighting abuser. You can't really negotiate with that, right? So no. from, a, from, a, from a hermetic level of as above, so below, as within, so without, for me, it's like, is reform even possible here? You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think it is. You have this controlling abusive force. You've got to walk away. Mm. How can you fix a fixed system? Mm. I think Grant said that, you know, it's fixed. Like this is happening for a reason. It's all by design. So like, how do you fix that? You know, do you spend time trying to fix it or do you spend time trying to build something new? I think that's a question that people are grappling with and right now, and even in this dialogue in this conversation. Yeah, man. Well, we're, we're all living the process in real time and trying to figure it out in real time right now. And, you know, I mean, this is, this, this is the phase where we are building those opportunities and the, and the, and the potential solutions. It's right. It's, it's all coming to fruition as, as we speak in a sense. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a crazy ass experience. <laughs> That's for fucking sure. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Though I'm happy that my soul decided to incarnate during this time to have this experience because it's a pretty <laughs> fucking wild time to be alive. <laughs> I like it. it is yeah. But we have to, we have to stand in our light now. Like that's where we get to stand in our power, stand our light and lead the way for other people. They might not follow Like they might not, you know, want to borrow what we're doing, but that's fine. I always say like you, I've spent so many time trying to like wake people up and shake them and, and they just resisted and got angry at me. And now I just, I just let them be. And I just lead by example. I live my life. I do my thing. I raise my healthy kids and naturally people gravitate towards that. I'm like, Hey, what is that? What are you doing again? Like yeah. what worked for you? Like that's how you get people to pay attention is simply by the way that you be, the way that you show up, the way that you live. Like, look at my family. I've got a beautiful freaking family. People pay attention to that. It's like, whatever they're doing must be working, right? You're not going to pay attention to someone giving health advice that looks like shit. And a lot of these politicians look like shit. A lot of these GPs and these doctors look oh, like shit, goodness. right? There are so many crazy. amazing memes going around like all last year, especially like with some of the the health directors or where do you want health ministers in like the USA and Canada that just blew my mind. I think it was the LA County health minister literally looked like she was like a, a skeleton or a character from the walking dead. And it's like, yeah, sure. Uh, please tell me how to live my life. I'd love to look like have the same tone of skin and get out of my face. Like it's just give me a break. Like that's for me is where I just kind of like laugh it off. I'm like, it's a joke. It is a joke, man. It's absolutely a joke. Yeah. It's like we're in a time of reversals, right? Like now, like the veil's just kind of, you know, what I mean, it's, it's it's dropping to an extent, and everyone's finally opening their eyes for the first time, and you know I mean the sleep is separating, and we're just like, what the hell is has actually been going on? I've been listening to you for how long about what's good for me? Like what the fuck? Is, yeah, I've been ignoring the person who's super healthy and <laughs> smiling and amazing and loves their life. Yeah. No, I think I, I think something's off. Like code red, code red. You know, I gotta go that way now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hey you know but when all... you see in like a no you go sorry that's all good when you see in a couple when you see in a couple years time right when you've got one world living with masks and social distancing and qr code check-in and vaccine injections and then you've got a whole other group of people who are living free and happy and fun and play and healthy like what are you going to choose seriously like it's that obvious do you want to choose this quality of life or this dark quality of life where you're basically the government's little bitch all the time and you have to do what they say. It's like, it's obvious to me. Yeah, the proof is important. I agree. It's definitely obvious to me. Yeah, but what's, what's, what's not obvious to most people is the fact that they've got to deal with their inner burdens first. And that's, what, that's what's yeah. blocking them from making the right choice. Yeah, because a lot of people want, they want to choose the chains. They don't want 
freedom. They want freedom from freedom, which is a phrase I think we hear and talk about all the time. And yeah. so I think many people given the option, they'll still choose the chains. They'll choose that because the other path, the path of joy, abundance, love and connection is so triggering to their nervous system. You know, they're used, to chaos. they're used to the chains. They're used to the prison of the mind of the body. And so they'll go towards that because they'll feel safer there. It feels more like home. So it comes back down to the inner work, it comes back down to doing what you need to do for yourself. Yeah. And there's no, there's no freedom without responsibility. And it's that second word responsibility, which is, which is the triggering part because you know what I mean? No one wants to take self-responsibility for, for anything in their lives. <clears throat> yeah. Cause you need responsibility. You, if, if you're, if people in your life want to move off the grid to 80 acres with you, like, yo, there's going to be work. There's things that have to be done. Oh, it's yeah. not just like, Hey, I'm sitting around. Okay. Everything's taken care of. Uh, I got <laughs> running water filled with fluoride and a bunch of chemicals. It's going through my sink. It's all good. Going yeah. to the doctor, give me pills, antibiotics, vaccines. I'm great. It's like, no shit, man, we got to hunt. We got to find, we got to find our food. Damn. Yeah. Well, so, how can you be sovereign without being responsible? You know what I mean? And yeah. this, 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 this is the choice that we all are have to make eventually i guess <clears throat> yeah yeah but i feel like i mean for me and my family like i that's how that that's exciting to me like why wouldn't you want to be accountable and responsible for your own life like i don't want anyone else to be telling me like i've never been like that really like telling me what to do I, like i've always pushed back against that authority but um for me, I just responsibility is like, great. Like everything that I choose, like I'm responsible for my own life. Like if things fuck up, well, that was my choice. And now I get to choose another thing. Right. But yeah. it's very much. Yeah. Like you said, it comes back to the inner child work. Um, unfortunately there's, yeah, there's a lot of trauma and the safe space for a lot of people is in those chains, which is crazy to think about and say, um, but it is. And mm. yeah, it's how do you show those people there's another way when they're so used to and conditioned to live like that for so long? There is another way. It's called Tay's way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but on, on, on yeah. that note, um, I want to ask you this, like to the mothers that may be watching this and maybe mothers that maybe haven't been on the path as long as we have or kind of just dipping their toe in the water. What do you have to say to them? Trust your intuition. Trust your gut feeling first and foremost. If you know something is off, something is off mm -hmm. and you don't even have to have the answers or the why or the how. You know, as a mother, your maternal instincts, they literally have gotten us here since the begin beginning of time. Trust your intuition, especially when someone is telling you, hey, just, you know, take this pill, inject this into your child. Your child is going to be a lot healthier and protected if you do like, no. Alarm bells are going off. They're going off for a reason. Um, and then start to, yeah, start to just open yourself up to different opinions, different information that you've never come across before. Like when I started my journey, I had never heard about holistic health. I never knew about colonics and detoxing and nothing like, not even yoga. I wasn't even into yoga. Like I thought that was like really extreme. And so I think that if you're going to really like try to find a different way, like you need to open yourself up to information that you've never come across before and keep an open mind about it. Don't just be like, oh, whatever, that's just crazy conspiracy. Actually dig deeper, like trust your intuition, keep going with that feeling um, and know that you as a mum always has your best, uh, your child's best interests at heart, not the government, 
not the doctor, no one but you. You know your baby best. You're the one that has to be up late at night with that child, settling your child, nurturing your child. So please trust yourself and back yourself when you get that intuitive hit or that gut feeling of like, hang on, something's off here. Maybe I should wait. Maybe I should do more research. Maybe I should ask somebody about it who's not really, you know, forcing me or pressuring me to do something that I don't want to do, especially a medical intervention. So um, that's like the best piece of advice I feel like I can always give mums because everyone's going to be on a different journey. Everyone's going to have different perspectives and different belief systems, but everyone has an intuition, right? Everyone's got that intuition, inner guidance, you know, that feeling, that inner knowing. So trust that that will never lead you astray. Hmm. Yeah, and because we're so, <laughs> so I good. Love it. I just wanted to take a couple moments, a couple breaths, and just take that in. <laughs> and yeah. not, not that I'm a mom, but I feel like you're not a mom, dude. <laughs> 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 Shit. But I, I mean, feel you like... identify as one tomorrow. Oh yeah. Anyway, I feel like we're so accustomed to trying to make decisions in our head, right? But the thing is that our critical thinking faculties are so, you mean, miswired at the moment because of all the conditioning, all the programming and all the brainwashing. So stepping out of the need or the idea to try solve things scientifically or in your head or, you know, what I mean, through through the conventional means of, you mean, whatever it is that you've been doing, um, stepping out of that and listening to the, to the deeper intuition, which is, which is the body. Um, just wanted to throw that in there because that's often what leads people to confusion is always trying to solve it in the mind only what it is that's best for me or best for my family. Um, but yeah, as you've said, like there's an alarm going off, there's an alarm going off for a reason. So ask the question and find out what's going on. Not that I'm a mom. No, <laughs> but you're an amazing father. Thank you, bro. I appreciate and I think that. that's, that's important, you know, for any child having an amazing mom. I like saying mom. I don't say that in the U S but I'm going to say mom um and a, and a father you know that they're doing their work I, I just think it's incredible and it's amazing and, and I, I have so much respect for both of you for real yeah likewise I just want to um, say a special mention to you guys as well because I did a big post last night about the men right now like fucking hell it's so like liberating and sexy to see men in the shops with no masks on who just don't give a fuck like that's the kind of men that we need on the front lines right now and I just like really want to acknowledge and honor you two for that too because I know like you're playing your part in this as well and and for a long time it has been mums on the front lines like it has been the mums with the vaccine injured children and you know us mums doing all the research and the kind of the, the dads are just being dragged along a little bit and don't really know but just following what their wife or their partner is telling them to do but I really see a big wave of men coming through right now and it's really like it's exciting it's like yes like men stepping into their power fuck yeah because we need it we need to be standing alongside our men too like we can't just think that the mums are just the ones that are going to do this like we actually need the men to be here like no I think was it um there's a fact or a saying or something like no culture or no no um population or group of people has ever survived without strong men so it's like calling forward the strong men right now we need you guys we need you to be standing alongside us and not wearing the masks and saying no and not complying because that's what's going to help shift this paradigm as well. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, not to get too into this, but I think part of the agendas over the last you know, few decades have been to um, overly feminize men or to weaken men. Because again, if they're trying to pull something like they have the last 15 months, if we had a culture and a society of really strong men 
this wouldn't yeah. this wouldn't be allowed to happen no. you know mm-hmm. so uh, but yeah it takes both it takes it takes uh, strong men strong women filled with love filled mm-hmm. with joy uh, filled with compassion and filled with a fucking fierce desire to um kick some fucking ass too <laughs> yes absolutely that's why we're here yeah no thank you tay um and you're, you're you're definitely right there is there is a wave of men waking up right now and you know i mean i think it's just the fact that they're, they're seeing that this is this is it this there's the line that does not go any further than here right mm-hmm. it's like either either i make the decision now or, or, or that's it there's no there's no extra rope there's no extra time it's you know what i mean are you going to allow this to take place or not so yeah no i agree yeah. it's definitely good to see man standing up yeah and i just want to because i noticed you said it you said it's sexy and i've spoken to a lot of uh, women especially here in la and they say similar things is that when they're seeing men not bending the knee to corrupt forces Mm -hmm. and corrupt government and to corrupt mandates they're just like hmm i like that you know so fuck yeah yes so thank you for saying that i love i love watching my husband like i mean you know we're going around he goes to the shops like he'll do whatever he needs to do and i was like babe did you get hassled he's like no no one said anything to me just walk straight through and like and my husband's like he's quite tall and big so i guess no one would really say anything to I w- him i've anyway, seen pictures but- i wouldn't fuck with him <laughs> but he just but he does it's not aggressive though like it's not like he's starting he wants Mm. to start a fight with someone down at the shops he's he's standing in his power with love and just Mm -hmm. you know joy and happiness in his heart knowing he's doing the right thing like he's standing up for what he believes in and it's fucking sexy man like we need more men like that for sure (laughs) yeah when you when when you when you know your truth and you can stand in your truth there's no problem about it you know what I mean? Because mm. why, why would you allow someone that is completely disconnected from the truth to, to, to sway you or you mean to insinuate yeah. some kind of fear? Um, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I saw this meme the other day. It was like um, unvaccinated sperm is going to be the new, kind of the new currency going yeah, forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, oh man. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But it's true though. Come on, guys. It is true. When we think about the sperm going around right now, that's like filled with <laughs> toxins and in bodies that are so like, you know, obese and, and just riddled with disease, like come on, like it actually is true. Yeah. I know we laugh about it, but no, no, it's, it's true. And not just, true. yeah, not just the men, but the women too, like the women who've kept their bodies free from that shit. Like yeah. it, it's crazy to say, I don't know if you watch Handmaid's Tale, but I feel like that's like, that's kind of like where we'll be soon. Yeah. Or even the, a movie lot of people. From, the movie from years ago, um, Children of Men with Clive Owen, you know, where there was like one, I think one female that was still able to give birth and that people were trying to protect, yeah. but it was in like this dystopian society that in some ways I, I have to go back and watch it. I haven't seen it in probably like 15 years or whenever it came out. It's like, we're moving yeah. towards that where, you know, men and women are infertile. Like they can't create mm-hmm. babies because of all the reasons that you're talking about. Um, so yeah. it's like, yeah. you have to build up your vitality and health. And, you know, it's yeah. true. The unvaccinated healthy sperm is going to, is going to be the new, mm-hmm. new currency. Or it's like my one. And that's friend. why you, you'll see our community over here with all the healthy kids, like procreating. And then you'll see over here, like the basically people just yeah dying and living at just a dark heavy quality of life if you can even call it that mm. but yeah the proof will proof will be in the, the pudding you'll see you'll see what's going to happen yeah. and it's going to be a tasty yeah. pudding too it's going to be good yeah. yeah the real obviously the real 
pandemic is going to be six to 12 months down the road with the with the real fallout of what this vaccine is and it's not just the vaccine you know what i mean it's the it's the consistent mask wearing as well and everyone's immune system is being shot by these bacterial lung infections which no doubt are going to start showing and yeah. becoming more and more prominent um and from my perspective you know what i mean it's kind of perfectly designed from their from their point of view to destroy the immune system and then bring in this injection and you mean you've got the perfect the perfect culture to, yeah, to... and then and then with never-ending like mm. fear porn you know what does that do to your psyche to your body to what's going on internally like that has a huge impact on on uh, mm. the health of your body as well so it is a perfect storm yeah 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 and i saw this thing the other day it's like um it's friday unless you're watching tv then you're in a deadly pandemic <laughs> say that again it's friday unless you're watching tv then you're in oh. a pandemic yeah exactly I mean, I, I don't know. I yeah. haven't watched mainstream news in years, except what I see on like, you know, social media or clips or whatever the case may be. It's like, no, I'm going to choose my reality, which is another thing too. It's like, what are people choosing to expose their eyes to, expose their consciousness to? It's going to have such a huge impact on who they are. And so, you know, um, parents mm -hmm. have a responsibility to, to determine what their children's eyes are being exposed to, you know, because that's where it starts. Mm -hmm in a lot of ways so any yeah, sure does. any fun any final words um that you have uh, on this whole situation tell us about tell us a bit about the program you have coming up families for freedom cool yeah. oh yeah so today is actually well today's actually the last day to jump in um but you can jump in at the end of this year we only open doors twice a year um and it really it actually when i think about it it's on, honestly building that community that village like getting us all together but it's an online village it's an online hub and basically we get together um we've got mentoring guest mentor uh, guest experts who jump on um and talk to our, our community we've got group mentoring calls that my husband and i run where we do breath work um we do a lot of body work to be honest because yeah. we're learning a lot intellectually but we need to bring the body in as well so those calls are very much body work we'll do a lot of breathing um, a lot of movement um, and then we have uh, what's called support your small business so we like to have a marketplace where everyone kind of jumps in and and shares about what they're offering and what they do so we can uh, buy from them or you know shout them out on social media or just circulate the energy and their money amongst small businesses right now because that's what we that's another part of this solution you can't keep putting your money into big businesses who don't give a fuck about you like you actually have to pull your money like consciously circulate your money into businesses and human beings who actually care about you and the planet and where we're going and so that's a big part of our families for freedom is a lot of us are small business owners and so we like to circulate um, energy amongst ourselves in that way and um yeah, we have like journaling modules and we have our own like telegram channel and chat. Like that's actually a really, if you feel alone, like this is where you want to be right now. You want to be in an environment and a container where people are like-minded, they've got your back, they'll support you. If you've got a question, someone will jump in and help you out. So that's kind of what Families for Freedom is. It's a monthly membership. Um, and yeah, you get about three calls a month. Um, you pay $88 Aussie a month and you get access there's so much like there's so much in this but we do close doors today but if you're listening to this now um you know later on um you can jump back in in december we, we actually have a whole bunch of epic guest experts lined up 
um, to speak over the next six months, which is going to be awesome. And then like my husband, if you jump on my husband's page, he's always doing like breathwork trainings. So um, he's certified in SOMA, um, but he's also being certified to do rebirthing, which I think, I honestly think rebirthing is, is a game changer personally, because rebirthing is the one I feel like that gets to the deep, intense inner child, like trauma work. Um, so he's, yeah, he will be uh, certified in that very soon. Um, and then what else do we have going on? Just, yeah, jump onto Freedom Keepers, see where the community meetups are at. I kind of am not putting too much on my plate, to be honest, um, because like I said, I'm in that, that energy and that space of, I just want to um, have space and time to just be and relax and yeah, not do all the things so much. So yeah, you can kind of just follow along on my page if you want to, you don't have to, but yeah, I do post a lot of triggering content if you're up for it. So <laughs> yeah, that's I think if I'm someone's watching the this, they're probably up for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and do you want to share your, you know, social website, et cetera? Yeah, so you can find me um, at Taze underscore way underscore. You have to type the whole thing in because I'm shadow banned and censored at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. but that's where I'm at, at on Instagram. Or you can find me tazewaymovement.com.au or um, tazewaymovement on Telegram is a good place to go as well. Um, but yeah, probably through Instagram, you can find find what we do. We also have a podcast as well, which we need to record another episode very soon because we've kind of been on a bit of a hiatus. But yeah, that's also what we're at as well. Just doing what we can. You know, we're parents, we're raising our kids, yeah. running a household, running a business. We're doing the best that we can um, and just servicing the community as best as we can as well. You're yeah. doing a pretty amazing job. Yeah, incredible. Sure. Tay, thank you so much for taking the time to, to join us. I know you got, I mean, obviously you are a mom, you have, you have a family, you're doing so much for the community. Um, so really appreciate you sparing this hour, hour and a half to join us. And thank you for being you and showing up the way that you show up and standing in your truth for as long as you have and you continue to do so and grow so. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's nice. Thank you for having me on. It's been beautiful. Hmm. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, we'll see thank you next you. week. Take care. Bye. Smoke and mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a the time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms, because they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean.